everyone. This is Lisa, and you're listening to another episode of my Epic Mind, Body, Spirit podcast. And joining me today is a special guest. I'm very excited to get to introduce uh, some of you, if you don't know him already, to Russ Dobda. He is a, a writer, a musician, an app developer. He, um, you know, is getting certified in yoga. He has a book coming out. He's has a lot of fantastic things to talk about. And in fact, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is only just the first of his appearances here because I intend to try to get him to come back um, for another time. I know that already. He's a very interesting man, and I think you'll enjoy hearing uh, what he has to share today. His website, main website, is guidedmeditationtreks.com, and that and all the information that we give out today will be on my webpage with the uh, information about the podcast. So, so help me welcome Russ. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lisa. I'm very happy to be here. I'm excited to be a part of this. Great. I'm really happy to have you. And what I want to do, there's so much to talk to you about. I don't even know if we can cover it all in one podcast, but we'll try. Um, but let's start off since, you know, one of the things that we have in common is guided meditations. I'd like to start off just talking with you about meditation in general. You know, how did, how did you get started? Um, you know, what it means to you, what you do, and then kind of also get into the guided meditation part. Okay, cool. Well, for me, meditation, I mean, it's something, it's kind of like a big word that people use, but it's really quite simple. I feel that meditation is really fixating your mind on on one thing in, in any given moment. I mean, that one thing could be nothing. Mm-hmm. It could be your breath. It could be learning how to play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. You know, it could even be reading a book. Um, pretty much anything where you're not entertaining all the clutter that, that comes through your mind on, on a normal waking moment or, or the 15,000 thoughts that come to your head. But when you're single tracked on, on one thing, or like I said, nothing sometimes. So for me, um, you know, just taking a walk through nature and, you know, just fully immersing myself in, in every step into the ground or the trees that are around me or the breeze or the sunlight or anything like that, you know, that's, that's a perfectly fine form of meditation that I enjoy. Yeah. You know, I agree with you. I think everyone meditates. I think some people just don't realize they're doing it or they don't think, oh, that's it, you know, but most people have, they may not do it every day consciously, but they have moments where, you know, they're staring out a window or they're, you know, just kind of sitting, waiting for something, whatever, and their mind clear their mind wanders and then clears and then they realize they've just been you know maybe staring at something for the last five minutes and not thinking of anything and that's you know that they may not say that they meditate but they just did you know totally and and sometimes you know it's good to kind of fix our meditation or decide upon meditating on something instead of whimsically you know letting the world take us like I'm sorry. Go ahead. We, we were. I, I apologize. We had a little bit of a um, Skype was cutting out. You go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we've got the we've got the sound the sound delay. Well, I was just saying. Right now, I'm I'm in the middle of a, a yoga teacher yoga teacher training class, and I'm doing a 40 day meditation. So the same wow. meditation for 40 days straight, and it's it's a pranayama practice, which is just a certain way of breathing. I'm like breathing in and out through one nostril and switching over to the other one. And it's just like a, you know, a fixated thing where I'm, I'm deciding what the meditation's going to be. And I've, and I'm 
sort of guiding my own mind to, to do that so I have control instead of letting the world take me there. Well, yeah, and I think that's where it becomes um, so much more powerful. I think um, that sort of accidental meditation I was talking about, I think um, it's helpful for people to understand that anyone can do it. You know, it's, um, but when you, like anything, we'll talk about intention later, when you bring intention into something and you do it, purposefully and consciously wow you know just that takes it to a whole nother level and doing meditation with intention you know intending to do it uh, doing it regularly is where um the effect amplifies i think in your life totally yep so okay so now so clearly you know it's an important part of your practice to meditate but you then somehow got into developing guided meditations. So I first uh, learned about this concept of guided meditations a few years ago here in Austin. Um, there was a, a woman in town who would invite us to her living room to do different spiritual workshops of all different things, Akashic Records readings and chakra tunings and all these things. And one of the things that she did was guided meditations. So she would just, we would all just sit down in a room and close our eyes and she would just kind of lead us through these different scenarios in our mind. And for me, I had one amazing experience where the meditation was called Ask Your Higher Self a Question. And at the time I was struggling in my mind about whether or not I should quit my day job. So I asked myself, what should I do about my day job? And she led us through this visualization through the desert and through these pyramids and all these things. And I came to this treasure chest that was going to have the answer to my question. And when I opened the treasure chest, I saw a woman's boot. It was just like this black suede boot. And it only took me a second to realize that the answer to my question was to give him the boot. Uh-huh. So I love that. I quit my job. Yeah. And, um, and then from there, you know, uh, just having these, these different experiences where I was getting this insight on myself just by sitting, sitting down, you know, first taking the time to separate from my daily life and then really dive into these deep questions, I thought it would be really helpful for others so um, I got into writing them and the first one I wrote was to the uh, meet your spirit guide and um, in doing that I also wanted to add more technology to this realm of guided meditation so I started getting into uh, um, this technology called binaural beats Mm -hmm. which um, you know we see them out there a lot it's basically using these sine waves to guide your brain frequencies and to states of either relaxation or focus or, or even sleep. And it's kind of like a where the science meets the spiritual because there's a lot, a lot of people that don't buy into the spiritual element. They need to see the hard science about meditation. And I found that binaural beats is something that has a lot of scientific studies that have shown in, in labs and so forth that with people hooked up to EEGs that they really do work and they really do make your brain become more relaxed and so on. And so I found that combining that with the meditations has been a really powerful way to, to really get in there. Yeah. I think people would be really interested in that. So a couple questions with that, the, the beats are laid that that track is laid in um, sort of underneath the uh, meditation track. So that's not necessarily something the person would be able to identify that they're hearing, right. But their brain is hearing that throughout the meditation. Um, yeah, you can identify it. It just sounds like a 
beep, you know, it's just like, we can hear like beep, 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 or like kind of a, like a little tone. They're usually only need to be in the far background. Um, so in my recorded meditations, you know, they're pretty low. They're definitely audible and you can hear them. But um, I also um, just released this week an app that's only binaural beats and it lets the user basically understand what these frequencies are and, and they could just literally type in the frequencies and just hear only the, the binaural beat sounds and become familiar with it, but then also create the tones and see how they work for them without the the confounding variables of like somebody speaking through a guided meditation or noise or music or anything. It's just the binaural beats. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to talk to you about your apps. But, but staying on the binaural beats for just a minute. So sometimes, because I know some folks will, um, in, they embed them. I mean, I've listened to... Um, meditations that where you could barely if hardly even hear the beat so so it has so the effectiveness is there I think either way because the purpose of that isn't it for the brain to I mean I'd like for you to sort of explain to folks if you will that sort of beat differential and why that's effective because I think people would be really interested in that okay so binaural beats um it really all it is, is is two different sine waves. And like a sine wave is the most fundamental unit of sound. So every sound that we hear is made up of a bunch of sine waves layered onto each other. And so with binaural beats, we just take it down to the fundamental, a single sine wave. And, and every sine wave has a, a frequency that's measured in hertz. So for example, you have like 100 hertz tone or, you know, 200 hertz, whatever. They all equate to different notes on the piano, let's say, for example. And with binaural beats, you would take two tones, one that goes in your left ear and one that goes in your right ear, and you need headphones for them to work just to make sure that each ear is only hearing one of the tones. And basically, the the tones are at two different frequencies. So, for example, if you play a 100 hertz tone into your left ear, and let's say in your right ear you play 108 hertz, what happens is your brain combines those two uh, frequencies and sort of like gets the difference of those frequencies, which in this case would be eight hertz, and it essentially synchronizes to that. And it, and it so happens that our brain broadcasts these frequencies in our, our normal thought processes. So eight hertz is a state of relaxation and, and creativity. So whenever we're like getting really creative, and you know, you're in, let's say, I'm writing my book, and I'm like coming up with this really cool paragraph. And, you know, my brain is probably, if you had me hooked up to an EEG, it's probably somewhere around 8 hertz. Or if I'm studying really hard in class or, or, you know, with work, I'm in a focused state, I might be more like 12 hertz. Or if I'm asleep, I might be uh, in deep sleep at like 3 hertz. And so basically by manipulating these tones and using different differences of the tones and playing them into our brain, our brain just synchronizes with them and just basically goes to that frequency without us doing anything. I love that. I think that's a great explanation. And what I was um, thinking about when you were talking is it's almost like putting your brain on a treadmill, you know, and then setting the speed. And, you know, you can walk at these different, (laughs) you you can walk at these different rates, but the treadmill kind of gets you to do it and do it consistently. And so I love that. And I think, um, you know, you've made um, some really good points. You've got to have the headphones because the idea there is you're hearing, one tone in one ear and one in the other, and then the brain is syncing up to that that delta, that difference. So yeah. um, that gives people... And, and there's, there's another technology called isochronic pulses, which is 
equivalent, they say, of binaural beats, and that doesn't require headphones. And actually, even if you're deaf in one ear, you can use isochronic tones. Um, and that's a little bit different, but it's the same in that it uses a single sine wave, except the sine wave is turned on and off however many number of times. So if I'm trying to get okay. 8 hertz, I, I turn it off 8 times per second. And all of my meditations and my apps let you do binaural beats or isochronic tones. But oh. binaural beats has a lot more science behind it. Yeah. So Okay, so let's go ahead now and talk about your apps. Since you brought them up, you have two that have just been released in the app store. These are iOS apps, correct? And yes. they'll work on iPhones, iPads, all the Apple devices. Yes. Um, so let's talk about each one. Uh, since we're on the binaural subject, let's go to that one. Um, by the way, I downloaded both of them. I have them on my phone and uh, I haven't talked to you about them yet because I wanted to wait and be able to do it here. And I think they're great. Um, I was really impressed with how um, easy they were, how intuitive they are to use, how um, how pretty they are. You know, they're they're visually laid out really well, and um, and I like um, you know you give folks that control you were talking about where you can generate your own you know combinations, your own frequencies. So, but I'm going to let you talk a little bit more about what they actually do. You're the expert. Sure. Okay. So the binaural app is like I said, it's. I, I look at it as like empowerment app because, you know, there's a lot of binaural beat stuff out there on the internet and a lot of claims people are making. Um, I mean, there's some company out there that's making these CDs and saying, you know, this one's going to make you feel like you're taking drugs and this one is going to make you enlightened and this one's going to cure your cancer. But without really understanding what's behind it, I mean, I think a lot of that is going to be placebo effect, which, you know, could work. I mean, placebo effect's definitely powerful. But with this app, my vision was for people to really understand this this nebulous term binaural beats and, and then actually, you know, learn a little bit about the frequencies that others have have determined to be effective to do whatever these states are. Like I have a link coming out of that app to some web pages that outline the different frequencies so that the app itself is just a blank slate. You just type in the frequencies and try it for yourself. So you're the, you're the scientist really doing your own experiments, but I mean, beyond experimentation, you know, they, they do work. So you can just you know pick your states and go with it. Yeah, I mean you're basically giving folks a library of these different frequencies, right? And the tools to manipulate exactly. them. And so there are certain um, one you know you you state very specific purposes for some of these, but then as folks do their own exploration, um, they have the ability then to to generate their own combinations. So, and I don't I have not seen an app that does that. So. There may be another one, but if it is, I haven't seen it. So I think it's really unique, and um, it's it's pretty powerful. Um, I think it's really cool. So um, and then also too, you they can can they do they save? I I, just, I don't remember now. Um, does it save what you come up with or? Uh, um, well, it's it kind of saves your last setting. That's There's not it. Really okay, like a, that's what know, I thought. Um, yeah. Because I did that. I mean, then, that's right. When I opened yeah. it back up and it saved what I did. So, you know, I was able to go right back to what I was. Um, yeah. And the numbers, I mean, there's only two numbers, right. you know, it's like you have a carrier frequency that's and right. you have a binaural beat frequency. So it's, there's not a lot of things to remember there. That's right. And then um, your other, your other one is basically, um, I think somewhat similar to my app in that it's uh, a collection of guided meditations, Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, I originally released that as a as a CD back in two 
2012. And um, one of the things when I would do workshops, a lot of people um, would have different tastes about the the levels that they wanted. So, you know, some people don't even like binaural beats at all, and they just want to hear the spoken word. And maybe some soothing nature sounds or pink noise or something. And some people like they really need those tones. They love the binaural beats. So the idea behind this app was to give you more control than you would a normal CD or MP3 because it lets you control the volume of the spoken word, the binaural right. beats, and the nature sounds in the in the pink noise. So you can just basically get as comfortable as you want with with the meditations and, and what you hear. That's great. Well, they're both great, and they're both available now, correct? Yep, as of today. Okay, and I'll have links to those as well. But um, folks can find them by searching on their names. Uh, Binaural, I think, is the name of the one app, isn't it? Yep. And Guided yep. uh, Meditation Treks, as in Star Trek. Um, yep. And also, they can probably search under your – are you listed um, under your own name as a yeah. developer or yep. – uh, through okay. Russell Dobda. Okay. Yep. So there's all different ways that they can um, that they can search and and find those, and you, I think you did mention that it um, the there's a link within the app that takes you out to your website, the meditation um, guided meditation tracks. But there's also um, your blog, and I think that links from that same site, and uh, it's a great blog. I um, I've read through. I don't know. I got kind of got lost reading entry after entry when I discovered it. Um, but you're really good. And you're also doing some guest blogs. You do that sometimes too as a guest blogger, right? Where you um, um, write blog entries that yeah, you... Yeah, this week um, as... Yeah, totally. I'm uh, So this week I'm doing guest blog entries on a number of different sites like ours. Basically, I reached out to like all the people that are doing what, what we do and um, I have different topics like some – I wrote a blog about sine waves. I wrote a blog about your higher self. I wrote a blog about the placebo effect, and I wrote one about intention. So they're, And so I'm posting them. Each week I'm going to release a different one on a different site, and I'll link to it for my blog. But um, it's kind of to connect the community. That's great. And, you know, and that reminds me, before I forget, I um, – we uh, connected through – um, someone we both know, Brad Austin, who is yeah. a really, really neat man who, uh, he's lives in Australia. His website is mindful-meditations.com. Brad's a sweet guy. And he's, you gotta love the internet that, that we both, that we, that, uh, you know, I'm in Ohio and you're in Texas and we met through a guy in Australia, you know, so <laughs> right? it's just, I love that. But, um, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about, um, your intention blog, because that's a subject that I really love and you made some great points in there. So maybe if you could just share a few of your thoughts about the value and, um, um, and the result of focusing on intention, what that really means. Yeah. Well, I, um, I'm a strong believer in the, the law of attraction and this idea of, you know, we get what we think about most of the time and that's for better or for worse. Like a lot of people, you know, promote the law of attraction is like, you're going to attract your dreams and that's how it works. But then why isn't everybody attracting their dreams? And it's because we attract what we think about. Like I've had just as many stories in my life about thinking something bad was going to happen and then something bad happens or, you know, being kind of relentless about like, I know this is going to work 
out. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know it's going to work out, and this is going to happen, and then it happens. And um, really, like, being clear, you know, writing a to-do list on a, on a weekly basis or sort of formulating your intentions um, really goes a long way to, to you know, reach your desires and get what you want out of life. Um, for, for me, it, it always has. Um, well, I, agree I, I, took, I agree with you. You know, one of the things that my first exposures really to this was many years ago when um, affirmations, you know, were becoming a big thing. And, you know, um, I was reading, I can't remember who it was now, but what she, the point she made that was so different was instead of um, a lot of the emphasis on affirmations for some people is about writing something they, they want to have happen, you know, either something they want to obtain or something they want to realize in their life. But sometimes it's so fantastic that the person doesn't really believe in it. And, yes. and and affirmations are really only powerful if you believe them. And sometimes if you make it too fantastic, then what you're really affirming every time you write this is this is never going to happen. Because as you're writing it out, your brain is thinking this is never going to happen. So just because you're writing those words down, you're actually affirming the very opposite. And, and the affirmation doesn't work. So it's got to be something that that you believe in it's, it's maybe it's bigger than where you're at now, but it has to be something that you believe can happen. Otherwise you're yeah. just telling yourself over and over again that it will never happen. Great point. That's, that's really a fundamental thing about it. Um, I would definitely agree. And so I think people get tripped up when they think about intentions, they think, Oh, well, you know, all I have. To, and, and I didn't, you, I think make the point in your, um, blog like the example of wanting a million dollars or something like that you know yeah oh yeah i have this whole idea of like my higher self like we always talk about uh you know my higher self or my true self and false self and i think it helps a lot of times to set your intentions from a good place and um you know sometimes you know we're for that million dollars idea i was thinking you know like asking for a million dollars, it's not, you know, some people might think, oh, that's a bad thing. I'm not worthy or all these things. But then if you really get into, well, why do you, why do you want this million dollars? You know, and if it's like, in that example I gave was like, you know, I want to start a wellness center and bring people in to help them to connect to their true purpose or help them relax through yoga and meditation. And, you know, this is a worthwhile thing and I know I can do this and, and I know it's going to make the world a better place like all these things sort of feed on each other and it's like a higher greater good purpose and like you could feel the world's behind you whereas if i'm like i want a million dollars because i want to meet this trophy wife and um beat the beat the joneses next door with my bigger car you're kind of feeding into the false self not only of yourself but of others you know like attracting people that only want you for your money or making your neighbor take out another loan to to get a bigger car or different things so I think it's important that your intentions come from a good place too. I agree. And I also think that, um, when let's see, I don't want to say this. I think the other thing is that that million dollars is just like a, it, it, it's like a, you believe that's the way to get what you need. And if you focus on that, you're focusing on a single solution. And if you, the thing about intention is if you keep drilling down to what your true intention is, then you will be more likely to get it. So, um, for example, if, if it's really to create this wellness center, then the intention, the affirmation, the thought, the meditation, whatever, really needs to be towards wanting to be able to have all the resources that are needed to create the wellness center. Because you may think 
a million dollars is, is what it takes. But really, if you can let go of that and be have you know be open um, to all options, you may find that it comes to you in a whole other way that you would not have thought of. And so that intention, yeah, you know, that intention, getting to the root, like what is it that you really want? And that's something that, um, you know, I'll ask myself over and over again when I'm struggling with, wait, but what's really important to me here? What's really important to me here? And sometimes I have to ask the question to myself several times before I get at, and that can be, you know, what's really bothering me here? Or what is it that I really want here? Or what is it that I really you know, hoped was going to happen here. And oftentimes the first answer that, that we get is, is a solution or it's uh, something that we th- thought would be the answer to something. Yeah, and one path. Exactly. And, and, you know, and so, and I think it's a way to drill through and get at that, that sort of um, higher self because if the million dollars you're using your example, the wellness center versus the, you know, um, trophy wife or, or whatever, um, <laughs> you know, really what everybody wants is to be usually is to be happy and feel good about themselves. And, you know, by drilling past that and say, well, why do I want this, you know, gorgeous spouse or this, you know, gorgeous home or this expensive car. And when you go through it, it's, well, I want to be respected. I want to be loved. I want, I want to be accepted. I want to feel good about myself. You know, if you keep drilling through all of those superficial things, you end up at the heart with something that's, you know, that really is that true self. And I think it's important. That's a part of intention is really getting at that, you know, down to the root. What is it? What is it that really matters? Yeah, totally. I agree with everything you just said. And then you may about this idea of self-love because that's a big part of it too like the you know things that are inside you know we pretty much have everything inside ourselves and often we're looking outside and, and you know we have to love ourselves before we can have someone expect to love us yeah and you know i um i i think it's great you know i went to um part of my secondary education i went to a catholic grade school for part of the time and back in the day they would have us write a penance if we did something wrong, you know, we'd have to write the same sentence over and over like a kajillion times. And, um, when I got older and I started, you know, learning about affirmations and the value of all that, I thought about those nuns having us write, you know, these things over and over again. And the idea was to really get us to focus on, you know, what we did, but on, um, a better way to handle it. So things like, you know, I will, you know, I will not, you know, I will, um, you know, I will be, I will contribute to the class instead of being, you know, an interruption to the class, you know, they'd have us write, I will contribute to the class every day in a, in a, in a good way, or they'd have us write something over and over and over again. And I, I don't think they were necessarily like Louise Hay followers back then or whatever, but you know, it's so, what's so interesting is how certain basic tenants, certain tools, certain truths, find ways of surfacing, you know, in all different kinds of ways. And so there's never just sort of one way to learn something, um, but it pops up over and over again. And, uh, and that's why I think no matter how many people do something, it's always great when another person does it. So, you know, I, um, when I saw, when I, when I first um, got connected with you and wanted you on the podcast, some of what we do is different. Some of it's an overlap, but 
you know, we're never going to do it the same way because we're two different people. And um, that's why I never get tired of talking to people, you know, that, that do this because they all have their own spin. And speaking of spin, I want to also talk about another website you have. Tell us about your book coming out. Yeah. So, um, well, that book is going to be entitled Spin the World Around. And essentially, it's it's about this story about a trip I took around the world. Um, you know, it, it was kind of two main themes. One of the themes is a lot of this we're talking about intention and positive thinking and, you know, making the best of situations. Situations and, and manifesting our destiny through our intention and our belief, and then the other half of it is kind of about um, just the this 21st century travel and, and basically using a smartphone to travel the world, using social networks. Um, you know, I, I visited like 50 cities around the world, and I I slept for free in most of them, and, and you know, I was traveling solo, didn't know a soul when I would show up in a city, but then I would have you know instant friends and and just hang out and basically was a local everywhere I went, and I use some other apps to find cheap plane tickets. I, I took a total of 38 flights and spent $3,800 on airfare and wow. for like a year of traveling. Wow. And it's all through uh, technology and smartphones and, and stuff. So that's kind of what the book's about. It's a, it's a little romance adventure story and then um, a little bit of, uh, you know, travel self-help. I love it. Well, I'd be excited to read it. And that's, you know, when the internet first, uh, you know, kind of, broke open for all of us, uh, you know, to consumers, um, when, the, when the net kind of came alive for us, um, that was the most, the most exciting thing to me, I guess there were really two things. One was the access to information, you know? Um, but the other was the way it allows, allows us to connect around the world. It, it makes the world so accessible, you know, because we can, the way we can meet and talk to each other and then, this I'm fascinated with your story because I love this notion of being able to, you know, show up somewhere and then immediately, you know, you can, you can connect out and there's an app called whisper. I don't know if you've ever uh, used this. Um, it's in the app store and basically, you know, people just send out anonymous whispers and, um, you know, you, you, you can put location information in there if you want. I haven't, but um, there's all kinds of apps like that that just let you immediately say, hey, I'm here, you know, or I'm interested in this. Is there anybody around? Is there anybody listening? And um, and you actually took a trip where you used those. So I think that's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Russ, this has been really exciting. So we've got your website, guidedmeditationtreks.com, that people can go to. And that's kind of a hub, I think, for a lot of everything else you do. Um, they can link to, they'll be able to get information about your apps and about your book. I know there was one other thing too that I, I picked up when I was, um, on your website. Can you talk for just a minute about that Austin silent disco? Tell people what that is. Yeah. So silent disco is something that, um, it's basically, I have a, a friend in town and we bought 500 pairs of wireless headphones and basically through them, we, we throw parties or, or we rent out to parties where um, basically the DJs or the bands or whatever are playing through the headphones. So there's no speakers or loud music. It's everybody at the parties wearing headphones. And um, this has been around for, for a little while, but there's still a lot of people that have never heard of it. 
And yeah, I mean, we can throw parties and the, the police are never called because there's no noise ordinance issues. Yeah. And we can do, uh, we can do like three DJs at the same time over the headphones. And, um, it's really fun and unique thing. And I use those headphones for my binaural beats workshop. Oh, okay. So you do workshops with folks where you, um, talk, talk about that. I don't, I don't think I was familiar with that. Yeah. I mean, well, um, just in different festivals and, and different things, I'll throw guided meditation tricks, um, workshops where we just, you know, kind of run through the meditations and okay. have people listen to them. We're actually doing one in Austin here, um, in, in April where, um, it's like a kirtan and, the opening act, I guess, is guided meditation tricks. We're going to broadcast that. Cool. Very good. All right. So folks can go to guidedmeditationtracks.com. And from there, they'll be able to get information about um, all of your products. I mean, really, everything that you've got. They can link to your blog. They'll be able to um, get to the apps. And on uh, my website, where on the podcast page, I'll have the links that we mentioned here today, the spin the world around, guided meditation guided meditation treks and also put links to the apps in the app store so folks can find them easily um but this is great i really enjoy talking with you i can't wait to read your book when it comes out i'm, I'm going to probably bug you i'm going to want to talk to you again but i really appreciate your taking the time today yeah thanks it's been great i think we can talk for hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so too well everyone uh that's joined us um, I'm sure, uh, you know, there's going to be more to come with Russ, but for now I will just wish you all a beautiful day.